Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, you know what? I think women might deal with being cheated on by a gay dude better than men would. Because for us, it strokes, it hurts, it breaks our ego. Like if your lady cheated on you with a chick, you're like, Damn, I must Does not that be even gay. hurt. No, most, if, most if, your lady, like, if your lady left you for a chick, you ain't hurt, nigga. I'd be hurt. A bit I hurt. Would. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think women. I don't think women handle that better either. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, it's late, but tell them what's on your mind. For me, man, uh, I just want to talk about how the little girl from Resident Evil pissed me off to no end. So if you haven't watched the new series, both of them, both of Mm -hmm. them are horrible. So if you have not watched the new series uh, on Netflix for Resident Evil, uh, it's about as bad as the Resident Evil movies. So that lets you know on what level it's going to be on. But uh, I thought it was going to be okay. Um, and have a man from the wire. <laughs> you know, Dan- um, Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. So I, I was like, all right, you know, got some serious actors in there. Um, but it's if you like zombie stuff, it's your normal zombie apocalypse type um thing so walking dead fans go check it out you might like it but uh whoo, when i say those girls are dumb those girls are dumb uh and even the, the little girl whoo she's dumb too <laughs> the daughter so other than that man i'm um getting ready so by the time you guys hear this episode i will have been clayed out <laughs> Don't be mad, Ooh. Bird, because you're not claving. Claving, it's Blue. it's a it's a verb. It's like it's like Viking. You know, people don't know, know that Viking is actually a verb. It's not a noun. Like it, it was not the people. It was what they were doing was Viking. Oh, so, um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm going. I'm claving. I saw right I now. saw what y'all do with those claves. So, what uh what Bible scripture will you be reading from, uh, Razi? Watch yeah, this, watch yeah. this. Rise and type in the Bible scripture you're gonna be reading from, and I'm gonna type it in at the same time. I guarantee that's the same Bible script scripture. <laughs> See? <laughs> Bible, baby. Yeah, Psalm 133, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rooted in the Bible. Rooted. <laughs> there were a lot of doubters on that post, so I wanted you to be but, able to hey, defend it. They doubted Jesus. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be wholesome it's gonna be so wholesome i mean a lot of bible study uh, a lot of praying men it's essentially uh, men uplifting each other making sure that they don't cheat because uh you know black men don't cheat um yeah. so we're gonna be we're gonna be holding each other accountable um yeah, it's gonna be all of that bro it's like a big one big vacation bible school <laughs> right yeah i mean <laughs> 
I mean, I can't, now, I can't if, go. If I have you, other obligations. If you remember but... what happened at Vacation Bible School, though, <laughs> I it might ha- just be one big Vacation Bible School. I don't know what happened at your Bible schools, but uh, <laughs> Ainwell Baptist Church, we were churching. That's another verb. <laughs> churching, churching is a verb too. Church is a verb. So is Viking or claving like Smurfing? Kind of, yeah, yeah. You just you just smurf to the next spot. Okay. So we're just gonna clave to the next spot. So. Yeah, excited about it, man. But that's that's really all I got. So I'm gonna say I'm hating on everybody going to the clave. I hope <laughs> it rains all weekend. Hope y'all run out of plastic cups and ice, and hope all the chicken is burnt and cold all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is possible. Yeah. 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 Fro- frozen in the yeah. middle, <laughs> but burnt on the outside. Yeah. I've had chicken like that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they have like a locust outbreak or some stuff. I just I just need all kind of stuff. Just want nobody. I don't want anybody to enjoy themselves. Oh man, hey, be be Eight. careful down there, Rosie. Um, yeah, be safe all, on the streets. All all I got is um, you guys are gonna be taking your kids to Sesame Place anytime soon. Nah, I heard this has got a sundown rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I don't know which which character it was because I don't know my Sesame Street characters like that beyond Elmo and Big Bird, but uh, I guess one of them kind of Zoe. Was it Zoe? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she she was the one that was pissing off Elmo. With the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo was so mad about that rock man. <laughs> Oh my god! You took me to a completely different place. <laughs> Yo, if if you haven't seen it, go on social media. You just gotta. I guess you can like just type in Elmo, Zoe, and The Rock. It's hilarious. But no, at Sesame Place, the theme park in Pennsylvania, uh, Zoe, whoever was in the Zoe costume, ignored two black girls that were trying to. Um, I guess hug hug him, hug her rather. And the parent posted the video and it went viral. Kelly Rowland uh, tweeted it or whatever. So they had to issue an apology, which was kind of capped by the way. And uh, just just wanted to point that out, bring some more attention to it, that Sesame Place may shade your kids if they black. Well, I don't know about Sesame Place. What y'all ain't gonna do is y'all ain't gonna down the greatest kids show ever made, Sesame Street. I grew up watching that show and it was awesome. But I say that it's funny you brought that up because I recently watched this documentary on HBO Max uh, on Sesame Street. Uh, It's called Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. Have either one of y'all heard about it or seen it? Mm -mm. It's actually pretty dope. Um, because I think for the most part we all maybe not grew up on Sesame Street but we're all familiar with it the concept came out around uh, 1969 based off a study that um, kids in urban area aka black kids and uh, other kids of color uh, entered school entered the first grade I mean kindergarten uh, with a three month educational like lag. They were three months behind the, the, the white students. By the time they finished kindergarten, going to first grade, they were about a, a year behind. So they were trying to find a way to target uh, urban kids. 
And so they hired this lady and she basically created Sesame Street with the 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 whole premise to target urban youth. If you go back and look at early, if they talk about the making and how they came up with the, 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 the idea, basically Sesame Street is a it's a it's like a, a random urban street in New York. If you look at old Sesame Street episodes like yeah they're, they're on a stoop yeah it's like, it's yeah. it's kind of gritty so they wanted kids to be able to relate to because they were saying a lot of the the kids shows either downplayed kids downplayed education or it was in some fantasy land make-believe land a circus a carnival you know even think about mr rogers neighborhood it was in the land of make-believe they wanted this to be about kids seeing some place that they were used to if you look at think about a lot of the older videos or the the cut states cut scenes they would have it was often urban areas it represented a lot of black and uh brown kids and it just talked about how they had to come up with the whole concept there was nothing like it educate uh education like that on television so they created the whole children's educational television programming system and there was a lot of pushback in the beginning, especially states like Mississippi, where they wouldn't put it on the public broadcasting networks. And so they showed a lot of interviews. It was about an hour and a half. And Z and I watched it and watched part of it with the kids. And it was a lot of, well, I'll be damned. You never, never really thought about it. And they showed the making of shows and behind the scenes and how they were getting the the actors and how they interact with the kids and them really trying to address issues with kids even when one of the characters died them addressing death so I remember a few months ago when we were talking about the vaccine and how Sesame Street brought up the vaccine and it's kind of they've always dealt with real world subjects in a mindset or in a way they can deliver it to kids so it was actually pretty cool it came out last year even if you're not a Sesame Street fan if you are an appreciator of what it does it did go watch it and I think you'll be pretty impressed and in particular um, maybe even entertained by the the whole story behind it so that street gang um, how we got here Sesame Street on HBO Max Nice. Well, how, how we got to Sesame Street? So, you buff, are you ready to go ahead and get into it? Dude. All righty, fellas, let's do it. Who's up first? I I, I don't, don't want to go first. I can go first. I think my question potentially could be quick. Um, no joke, Rosie. Um, yeah, I got I got one. What do you call a, a pastor on a jog? On a jog. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Run? A Reverend? Reverend? Get it? Get it? Yeah, so my, so who's, yeah, I think who, my question who's here? is. So um, hold on, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, let me go get the door since y'all act like y'all don't wanna laugh at my good joke. Whatever. That wasn't acting, sir. That, that, that was, was an a good acting. one, man. That was a Byron, good one. Your answer Whatever. was actually better than the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it included the fact that it included the real the answer, <laughs> you know, because that's pretty much what he's trying to make it sound like. Rev Run. That was terrible. What's <laughs> good, team? 
What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Yo. I told you we was gonna get you on the show, so we worked out. Hey, man, everything worked out good, man. How y'all doing? Man, I'm we good. Cool, I'm uh, cool, pissed. I'm not going to the clave. Oh man, look. Uh, and by midnight, I got a call in sick at the post office. <laughs> so, so that's how I'm going to the clave. Yeah, <laughs> call in sick. Yeah, I got call in sick. You know, um, COVID. And I got a, I got a doctor my COVID uh, excuse, but I got it though. We good. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that for yeah, that. Um, the bro, I don't know. They follow you on uh, social media. Just don't make, don't make any posts at the clay. Hey man, um, yeah, they do, but I don't care. <laughs> bro, you can't be like, just call in sick to work. Uh, about eight years. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I just tell them, uh, you know, I don't know, PTSD done kicked in, and I forgot where I was at. I mean, we'll make it work. So you got you can't call until midnight. Yeah, yeah, it got to be midnight. At least that's uh, that that, that sounds more uh, like right. I think. See, <laughs> <laughs> so a lie got to make sense. Sometimes. All right. Right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yes. Bros don't lie. Yeah. Black men don't lie. I thought black men don't cheat. Or cheat. We Which don't is lying. Yeah. Wholesome. <sighs> yeah. So for the for the listeners out there that don't know, um, I just brought in Wu from Wooisms. So Kendrick Wooten has joined us to uh talk through the uh some of these uh questions, I guess is what we call them. Uh, so sit back, relax. <laughs> Woo, welcome. He's uh, on his way to the clay, so he's claving, unlike Fur, who's not claving. Hey, bruh. It is what it is. I'm going to take it back. You say black men don't cheat. I take that back. They cheated three on three basketball. Uh, <laughs> who did that? The mobile lamp lighters. I'm calling them out. <laughs> Hey man, let me they, take, we they said were, black they were, men, not, they were, not black young boys. They were, they weren't the boys. It was the men. It was a ref. How you got a ref repping your game for your boys? Man, look, all yeah, of a sudden we, sure, we shooting three pointers. Oh, we only going by ones. Man, look, we won that game by twenty minutes ago. Next time, y'all got to play better. That's all I'm gonna say. Y'all lost. Man, y'all had a y'all had a kid that lost his birth certificate that looked older than me and Rod. <laughs> he didn't play. Man, well, he shouldn't have been coaching either. Hey man, that dude, he do be looking old. And he listened to the show. <laughs> man, my my bad young bro. Shout young out, blood. Uh shout out Mr. Terry. Uh that that's he's a great young dude though, but his beard game to be so young to be a senior in high school. That boy beard game is strong. Man, strong. that boy look that, that boy look like he got the uh, world's weight on his shoulders. That boy beard game is strong, but <laughs> let's jump into it again. So, woo, luckily you missed out on a joke. Trust me, you didn't want to hear it. But hey, you you're new to the show. Thank you for joining us. We this is way overdue, long overdue. We talked about it about a month ago when, you know, Claving made it happen. Good things happen to the clave. See, blessings. I've been saying that blessings are answered <laughs> during clave season. So, Woo, uh, since you're new to the show, we usually try to let our guests go first. Would you happen to have a question or anything you want to talk about with the bro? Take a step back. Rise, is that all you're going to do? Just say, hey, this is Woo from Wooism? You know, nothing. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. I mean, the I, podcast I, or the I, court I, 
Yes, Podcast of the Poor City on Inspire You On Air, the new beat of the bay. So this is one of our uh, um, new podcasts and um, compatriots yeah. from uh, Inspire You as well. Uh, but yeah, I've been knowing Wu for a long, long time. Uh, he's my chapter, bruh. So met him after um, when he just walk- randomly walked up to us saying he wanted to be the bruhs because uh, he had just hit campus like three days earlier. Because uh, w- w- it was after um, after, after Katrina. Katrina, right? Yeah. yeah. So he moved up from New Orleans, moved up here to uh, Birmingham to UAB. And uh, I guess he just knew he wanted to be the bros. But um, so he just walked up like, I'm going to be the bros. Not I want to be the bros. So Wu has never been great at <laughs> his filter. Man, yeah. So Rise is being like real polite, but he kind of told me one day he was like, hey, bro, you lack tech. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, what you mean? Like, then I had to look it up. I was like, oh yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, pretty much that's how I went. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm working on trying to be a filter because I'm a, I'm a mentor. So yeah, but you know, being around people and the bros, especially like, I just tell it how it is. Nothing but, wrong with uh, that. Yeah. Like Ryan said, man, I'm, I'm, uh, Woo, one third of Woo's podcast. Uh, you know, the podcast of the Port City. And it's funny that I'm here and I say I'm the podcast of the Port City when the only reason why I got into the podcasting game was because I hit Rise Up and I was like, hey man, you know, I see what y'all doing. How do I do that? And he said, This is what you need to do, make it happen. And the first time I made it happen, I was standing in the ocean on a cruise. <laughs> Yes. And it was bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard waves and birds and <laughs> it was bad. But uh, you know, then I brought my brothers on with me, man, and 122 episodes later, man, we're here. Uh we was the first podcast on Inspire You. Oh, that's dope. Um so yeah, we you know, we was, you know, setting the, the standards and the bar over there. Um, you know, then uh, Talk the talk to Roz, got y'all on Inspire You, man, and it is it really feels like a family. Yeah. You know, they they go above and beyond yeah. for everybody over at Inspire You, man. So, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all told y'all people to download the free, because you know colors like free inspire colors. you on air app. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> colors do like free. Yeah, you, you know, I try I try not to use, you know, the 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 bad words so you know I say colors and unseasoned chickens uh-huh. the blacks you can start saying the blacks oh, that sound like too much like but colors is okay yeah <laughs> okay. in my world no negroes <laughs> nah nah no negro no 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 little I, I just want you to know though um, I am definitely jealous uh, that Bambi be getting y'all all these like interviews and getting y'all these uh, like media credentials and all that. No. Like, like I need some of them too. Man, look. So, what happened the, was the one with the one at the No Limit reunion. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they put us on on that. <laughs> but we've been grinding everything else though, man. But uh, yeah, I was man when when I was able to to interview Trina. Oh man. She smelled good even when she sweated. <laughs> and I can say that because my wife don't listen to y'all podcast. Oh. <laughs> so you gonna tell you so don't tell her you were on it on it? Nah. Okay. Uh, nah, I'm just joking. She already knows. She told me to stand like five feet apart, but I couldn't. 
So yeah, I got in trouble that night, yeah. but it was worth it. L- luckily, we're gonna be together at the clay, so I can hold you accountable because black men don't cheat. And, yeah, and that's what cues. Yeah, we're yeah, wholesome. We're wholesome, man. Awesome. I already downloaded, uh, I re-downloaded, re-downloaded, yeah. I updated my uh, Bible app. Okay. Um, what's, know, what's, the, what's the first Bible verse you're going to look at? Um, The Beatitudes. Okay. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. You, you actually know your Bible. Man, a little bit, because <laughs> I had to say the same scripture when I gave you offering at, uh, at, at Urshan Boy meeting. Okay. Oh, you were Urshan? Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yeah. Excuse me for finance. I ain't had no money to give, but I always had that verse. Jesus wept. See, we doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the thing is going to turn into church. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a Christian. This is a, <laughs> on our way to Christian. On our way to the clay. You see, this is what they do. So y'all don't think the. See, we trying to told y'all. We trying to told mm-hmm. y'all. But Amen, woo, uh, you have a question for the uh, the brothers today. Can y'all come back to me? We can uh, do that. So I can think. Yeah, let me yeah, think yeah. about. Let me think about. Rising Buff, what y'all got? Oh, Buff, you already had your question teed up. So let's go yeah, ahead. And yeah, jump teed into up. It. Go ahead. Let's jump into it. Um, if y'all not gonna be honest, then let me know because I don't want no fake answers on this one. But um, Ferg's governor a few months ago uh, tried to. I don't know if you try to pass a law, but just implement this thing where child protective services were going to investigate parents of tra- transgender kids into whether whether or not it was child abuse by giving them um, some type of what was it gender uh, medicine to to stop you know certain things from progressing or whatever. So, and so diff- hormones, and th- hormone therapy. Yeah, 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 and different. Um, any type of gender uh, medical procedures, they were calling that child abuse. Now, a judge uh, put a stop on that, but I want to ask you, brothers, do you think there's any type of, could that be classified as child abuse in any way? For what Ferg's governor tried to do? It, it could be if the parent is forcing it. So I definitely think it could be child support, right? Or, or child abuse. I mean, yeah. when you think about a, a parent saying, oh, I wanted a boy, I didn't want a girl, so I'm going to give you something to make you a boy, mm. right? That I, I think, yes, that could happen. Um, but it's very rare because those drugs want a prescription, and the doctors have to talk to the child. They don't, I mean, the parent can't actually ask for that. It has to be the parent or the child. And it's a lot that goes into the doctor saying, yes, they're going to give that person those drugs. Uh, but I mean, it it's definitely a possibility that somebody got it on the black market or something like that. And, and they're giving it to their kid too. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a lot of money spent going in those homes doing that. Uh, and I don't think they're going to catch anybody or find anything. <clears throat> so the doctor would listen to the kid in that situation over the parent? Yeah, usually. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, because it, it's it's not a go into the doctor one day and say, hey, I want to do this gender thing. Um, and the doctor just like write you a script. I mean, it, it's you have to talk to like a psychiatrist, um, you know, a, a couple other things. Um, before anybody will give you any type of meds like that for gender affirming stuff. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. What say ye? Uh, Bird thoughts though? 
Okay, so I had to do my research because I didn't want to start like sound like an idiot on this. <laughs> um, not the the law. I heard that crap. Um, but um, I agree with Rosie. It's not. It would to me it would only be considered child abuse if if the parent was forcing on the kid. You know, for me. I don't think it's child abuse. I can I can honestly see the pushback based off of age. I think the kid has to be at least um, old enough to make conscious and cognitive decisions. Like, and so my research it generally starts about age sixteen. So I think. If, if I'm thinking about the same thing and what I was looking at with hormone therapy, it starts about 16. Um, some doctors will go as early as 13 or 14. But once again, that goes back to what Rizzi was saying, them talking to the child. So, no, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's, I think the reverse, it's, well, it's a, you. there has to be an age limit. I want the kids to understand fully what um, the therapy and everything is going to do. It's permanent or it's harder to reverse. I don't know all the details behind the science of it, but I want them to be able to completely be old enough to understand what's going on because giving it to somebody, my daughter's age, who's seven, you know, I don't think she fully, she doesn't fully understand uh, the repercussions of much, right? You know, Jasmine was just turned 13. Yeah. She gets 12. it a little better. 12. But she's still probably not old enough to make those type decisions, especially if they're permanent. Now, the thing about it, there are kids now who are starting to accept and parents who are uh, accepting their kids' choices, at least in a cultural setting where they'll let them dress and be in the environment and carry themselves as the gender they identify with, which I'm completely fine with. But when you start adding medical procedures and things that are permanent before the kid has a chance to make, you know, understand the, the ramifications, I, I, that's why I would draw the line, but it's still not child abuse. Um, but that governor's stupid, so. <laughs> you know. Ooh, what you got? Man, I, uh, Disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, I <laughs> man, I, this is like I, I don't feel like a kid should have uh, say so or you know talk to a doctor and I, okay. So for example, you said the cognitive at age sixteen, even at age sixteen, they're still not processing stuff right for example I had a disciplinary meeting with one of my lamplighters parents and mentors the other day this kid for some reason could not process what he did was wrong and he's 17 goes to McGill you know what I'm saying like 
But you have adults that can't do that. I mean, they call that a affluenza. They're excusing adults who are too rich to understand they should be raping chicks. So it's not necessarily an age excuse. It's just certain people just don't want to realize their situation. I, I don't think I don't think a kid should have uh, an opinion about taking uh, transgender medications or medications. Period. Like, I, I mean, that's just me personally. Like. Wait, wait till you at my house and you you say that you're grown and you can make your own decisions then. But until then, you in my house, I'm going to make these decisions for you. But dad, I've shown, I've been showing you since I was four years old that I identify as a girl. You well, show, show you, me you, until you're 18 and out my house. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what's the difference in, what's the difference in two years if you already know who you're son and or daughter truly is if they've shown you that like is it just because you don't want it to happen in your house or is it because like it that's why he was rising was saying they interview the the kid like there's gonna be some like i'm thinking there's some, like how long have you felt this way how long have you they're showing pictures of the fourth birthday of, of a guy you know probably dressed up as a princess and you know whatever it is it's not an overnight decision They've been this way their whole life. I don't see any different than basically you're telling your kid, well, maybe not telling your kid to stay in the closet because you're saying, hey, you know, this is the medical side. But, you know, I, I get it. I just, I just a little pushback. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's cool. But yeah, that's just how I feel. You know, I know a lot of people don't feel like I feel, but, you know, until you're able, like once you're out my house and you're making your own decisions, paying your own bills, and you feel, I think, that's when you to me that I think that's when you're starting to realize that you have your own that you're on your own that you you're into your own space and you can make your own decisions outside of my house um I'm rocking I'm rocking a lot with uh wool on that um and the and the correct language that they used was they were going to be targeting the use of puberty blocking drugs or other gender related medical procedures on children's on, on children's on children. Um, I'm kind of with Wu. I don't want I don't want people who think cinnamon rolls and Skittles are a good idea for dinner. You know what I mean? Like I know you said you used the age 16 and maybe even 13 in some cases, but this it didn't specify any age. I I don't think so. I definitely don't want like, cause like Dwayne Wade's daughter, daughter said that she felt that way since age five. So I, I definitely wouldn't want kids that young deciding that. And I'm, I'm with, whoa, I, I don't want any kids under the age of 18 deciding that. I mean, it's just kids don't fully weigh lifelong consequences like that. If you still, if you feel like you asked him, what's the difference in two years? Okay. If you feel that way at 16, then you'll still feel that way at 18. And then you're free to do what you so please. But I'm against it. Not so much that I wouldn't want my child, you know, um, changing their sex or or being transgender or being who they feel like they truly are. I just don't want those type of permanent decisions made until they are of that age to make those type of decisions. And that goes with anything else, like even beyond you know, sexual transitions and things like that. That's just how I'm rocking. And we kind of touched on this when we were talking about Dwayne Wade's daughter. Like, it's cool. 
you know, I'm glad that they are supporting her, but there are some things that I think should wait till you're an adult. And y'all were honest too. I I appreciate that. Nobody's scared. Yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, and because truthfully, I don't even. I probably wouldn't even push back on that. I, I um, kind of okay with. Hey, you're not gonna do medical procedures and stuff like that until you're older. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's 18. It doesn't necessarily have to be 18, uh, because you know, I, I think there is a maturity level there where you can you you like you said. I know I've been seeing it forever. You're 15, 16 we can have that conversation together and, and we can talk about it. Um, so I don't know if it's a hard 18 got to be out of my house, but I definitely do think, like you said, it, it needs to be something that they're older. They can have that educated uh, discussion and, and really understand the long-term consequences of that. Yeah. Um, that so, would be my only pushback. Like, I don't know if 18 is age because by, you know, by law, you're just, they're just legal. You know, I wasn't any wiser the day after I turned 18 than I was the day before. I probably did some dumb shit and probably could have got in trouble or arrested. I don't remember what I did on my 18th birthday, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't smart. Uh, I was no smarter that day than I was uh, the day before. But at the same time, I was still, there's still a level of responsibi- responsibility that I assumed and I always was. Like, I, I am who I am. And, but I, I understand that. I can agree to that. I just, I think some people, I, just to clarify, I just don't want people to think, well, don't bring that gay in my house until you turn 18. You know, like that's how some people will take that. You know, they're, they're telling the kid not to be them until they're 18. But like, this kid has always been who they are. But until you're legal age, like I don't have the right to... Um, make that decision for you and I want this to be a decision that you are fine with as a, a legal adult making on your own I can rock with that to a certain extent but still you know like there's dumb 18 year olds out there I was dumb at 18 and 20, this absolutely 21. is targeting you know tra- transgender community too so I make no mistake about it while I, while I do feel how I feel you know I'm peeping game when it comes to Governor Abbott and what he's attempting to do in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean it's any I think any serious and when you were speaking, I started thinking about how I stand on not making about this because I don't want to make it a moral thing. It's do you feel the same way about any any serious elective medical procedure that may not be life threatening? You have a fifteen year old daughter that wants to get a BBL you know or a breast implant or something like that at the same time they know they are they know who they are and they just feel like i'm not pretty or plastic surgery anything that's not necessarily life-threatening i would put that in that same category absolutely anything yeah. that is not even tattoos and there's probably some pushback too because it's like well one you compare you know wanting to be who you are to getting a bbl that's not the point i'm just saying any non-threatening, well, life-threatening yeah, medical procedure. BBLs are women wanting to be who they are. You know, they, no, they see no, them. Not who they, they are. They, they, don't have, they, they identify don't. as big, big, big <laughs> yeah, women. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. That was, that was a good one, Buff. Oh, man. What you got, Rob? Are you ready, Woo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got it. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, another podcast that I listen to is The Pivot. Um, you know, with uh, 
Jalen Crowder, Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark, and uh, Fred Taylor. We literally so, just had a conversation about this. Lenny uh, from um, the Bruzz Bookshelf called me about two hours ago talking okay, about the same so, podcast. Yeah, it, it's real good, man. Real good. But uh, just recently, they had uh, one of our hometown favorites on there, mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell. And uh, he was he was talking about, you know, everything that happened in his short career. But, you know, they brought up, you know, him not practicing well, uh, his him, you know, showing up overweight as a quarterback, uh, the, the video incident. And he always everything that he 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 combated with was an excuse. Right. But then at the end, they asked him, you know, if he had any regrets. And he kind of hinted at, you know, maybe he should have did more of um, knowing the system, basically. Um, or knowing how, you know, the NFL works, things of that nature. And it also ties into my next question, um, regrets. We were talking to our lamplighters and they asked us, like, you know, have you had any regrets when you went off to college or through college, anything of that nature. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, you know, uh, what is, you know, one regret that kind of bothers you to this day? I'll, I'll say this because it kind of covers almost, it covers more than one thing because I've always said, you know, I wish I had a um you know, left the comfort of, of home and like went out of town and, and went to college and really got that real college experience. Uh, but for me overall, I wish I had applied myself more instead of just um, just just doing enough just to get by. I say that a lot on this show. I, I feel like in school, especially high school, I did enough just to get by. Like uh, I, didn't, I didn't study. Like I just paid attention in class and whatever I retained when I take the test, you know, what I know, I know what I don't, I don't. And that was enough to get me through, usually with an A or a B most of the time. But uh, those times I made C's or didn't even pass, those probably could have been more B's and A's, giving me more opportunities, more chances as I went towards my future. And just learning, I wish I had learned things uh, that I'm just learning about now or recently when it comes to finances and things like that. So, Overall, just applying myself, craving knowledge is is one of my biggest regrets that I waited to crave knowledge in a lot of different areas when I was in my 30s and 40s when had I did it in like my 20s, who knows? But, you know, everything, every you know, you live and you learn, man. But that's, that's one of my biggest regrets. I think for me, there's this one instance that always jumps out of my head like I messed up. And so... You guys know I was in the honors program and and the honors program, even inside of the honors program at UAB, there's like this small group of kind of insiders that the uh, chair of the honors program kind of picks and they start taking you to all these places. And so like we went down to Tampa one year and they were going to us to Charlotte one year and uh, we were going to New York and um, this one night. I partied way too hard and I, it was, we had a flight at six o'clock. So we needed to get up about five so we can get there. So we can, you know, um, get checked in and everything before. 
and I partied to like 3, 30, 4 o'clock and I was like, I'm going to take a 30 minute nap and I slept through my alarm, missed the flight and basically got kicked out of that inner circle and that inner circle, it you create like so many connections nationwide, like really powerful connections. Uh, and so that I think that's the biggest regret of mine is that that one night caused me to miss out on so many connections that I could have did. Like it, it literally changed the trage- trajectory of what I could go into and what I could do just based off a party in that night too long and thinking I'm gonna take a nap and try to make still make this flight. Um, so yeah, that, that's a huge regret of mine. Um, I, I think I did okay. I turned out okay, but who knows where I could have been had I stayed kind of in that inner circle. Both good answers. So mine is always a little different. It might even be a little cliche because, you know, everybody says this, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pull back a little bit. So I try not to have regrets, right? Because anything, mm-hmm. if I change, if I was, if I, if I was out Byron, if I went off to school, you know, would your life be what it is? Would Jasmine be here? Would Tabitha be? I always think about that, like how different my life could be. Because sometimes I used to think, man, if I went to fam, applied myself or got the scholarship and graduated in four years, might have been med school. Would have never met my wife, never had my family. And I can't think of my life any different. So I think about maybe personal or personality or growth things I could have done better. And I think the biggest one, and I'm still working on it, is enjoying the moment and making the most of moments. And by that, that that includes people. You know, we're at that age where we're starting to lose people. We've lost people. And you think about, man, if I could just have one more moment, one more week, like I never got to ask this question. I never I'll never know his story I'll never know her story I'll never you know get those moments back and it's not just uh people who you know we've lost it's just opportunity you know I think about you know we're you know woo rising with the bros I think about I have line brothers that used to take jump in every picture they took every picture they were in every video and I'm kind of like bro get that camera out my face I was that dude like I didn't want to I wanted to be in the moment but I didn't want to capture the memories you know I didn't want to be the the brother jumped in every photo like oh here go woo like he's in every photo he's out but now I look back and it's like okay I was there where am I no 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 woo was there we all know woo was there but you know um even with my family so I think that really hit when my, my my dad passed and I was looking at for pictures we were looking for pictures and I'm like there's not a lot of pictures you know I don't have those memories I don't have, I was there I enjoyed my dad um but then the pictures started thinking about like I had memories and stuff like that but could those memories have been deeper you know I know people that talk to their dad or their mom or their siblings daily I was never that person. You know, I was kind of, I had my relationships I, and I kind of, I put my, not wall up, but like my, kept my distance. This is my safe zone with everybody, you know, um, and just enjoying those memories, taking it all in, getting to know people better, getting to, getting, letting people know me better. So that's something I, I wish I would have done because we're getting older, you know, and you lose friends, you lose family, you know, hopefully I still have time, but I'm still working on that. So, uh, Guess that's a regret. Is that that, that qualify? Yeah, I'll All take right. it. 
Man, what, what you got wanna, for us? I just want to snap like on Love Jones, bro. Like that was deep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, man, I kind of feel like like you do, um, in a sense. Like I feel like you know what I'm saying. Like you said, I try not to have regrets because I mean I tell people all the time, just to be 36, I, I lived a hell of a life. Um, so I don't feel like I want to change too much. But one regret that I've always had um, and just by me talking to one of my friends earlier was the fact that, you know, Roz hinted on it earlier. I transferred to UAB after Hurricane Katrina. I was going to school at Dillard University in New Orleans and uh, we completed our freshman year, went home for summer break, came back. We moved in on a Sunday that Tuesday, I think we got the alert about Katrina, and that Wednesday they evacuated <clears throat> evacuated the city. So um, I packed up a weekend's worth of clothes because you know us being from Mobile, we like oh we'll ride a hurricane out. Um, went home, we got the word that Katrina just tore up everything, um, and I lost everything I had because I was living in the first floor of the dorm. And the water got up to like the third floor of our dorms that year. And so, like I said, I went home, transferred to UAB. Female I was dating at the time, she was, she enjoyed Alabama for some reason. I guess it was different from New Orleans, like totally different and slow. But uh, when they opened the city back up, all my friends went back. They were living at the Hilton downtown. Right after that, they started pledging. People were looking happy. And I'm just still riding it out at UAB. Like, damn, I wish I was there. Um, You know, I mean, I made lifelong friends here at UAB. Family had great opportunities, like joined ROTC, became an officer in the Army, traveled, all that good stuff. But... I still have those close friendships and me and my me and my boy we was talking he was like man what if you would have came back to, to Dillawoo how things would have been different I'm like bro I think about it all the time maybe I would have stayed as a pre-nursing major and probably been a nurse now I don't know instead of just taking the easy route out and becoming a business management major so that was like one of my regrets that I had um, because I mean you know like Fur you went to the HBCU you know how close knit the HBCU family is and yeah. you know by us being here at UAB you know I mean it was kind of close knit with, with the blacks that were here but you know we still it wasn't the the camp we don't have a campus campus because it's in the heart of downtown Birmingham so it's like that was a big difference culture shock you know, um, so yeah, I think I miss out on that, especially like when I take when we take our lamp lighters on these HBCU tours, and it's like, dang, this is what I missed out on. I'm trying to get them to go to HBCU, and I didn't go back. I don't have that, uh, like, yeah, bring it to Jesus type feel. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a, so, when you, it's hard to explain. I, I trust me, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, one thing, it, you said the blacks though. 
<laughs> so, so, so the blacks are cool now. He's oh he's man, evolving. Look, man, he's evolving. That was Kendrick talking. That was Kendrick talking. Okay. Sorry. He won't whoop that. Yeah, yeah. He colors. Yeah. Um, no, nah, bro, I get it. I mean, that's a good question. I think we've asked that, but sometimes have we we've asked about regrets? We just or we kind of hit it around it. We, we we've asked about it in general, not like specific, like in college, like yeah, something yeah, about yeah. college. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um right, you got one more for us? We got time. We got yeah, we got a little time. All right. Um this actually might be more of a, a woman question. Um, but we're gonna try to answer it because we feel like we know everything, right? Um so I, y'all y'all know a lot of people women uh talk about like download brothers and all of that stuff. Um so and 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 guys cheating on them or whatever with other guys so my question to you guys is is gay cheating worse than regular cheating <laughs> I knew he was going to ask that <laughs> I knew he was going to ask that <laughs> uh man yes man <laughs> that's it that's, that's your answer yeah. <laughs> you think it is yeah it's worse even even, even okay so let's look at it from a hold guy on, perspective hold on hold on it, I'm going to push back okay I'm going to push back. You know, I always like to take the role less traveled. I'm going to say no because think about it. As straight men and you're, you're dating a woman, you're just wanting more of that woman. Like you're, you're wanting more of women. Like you're just like, you're just, just not satisfied as a straight, as a, as a gay man, you're living a lie. Like you're trying to do right, but you can't like you're you're like this woman will never make you happy. This person, you're not really wanting to be with this person, but you're doing it because um, so, you know, for the woman, of course, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt more. Now, if you asking, is it worse because it hurts more? Hell yeah, it hurt more. But to somebody it who has a little lie their whole life, the say what? Who, who hurts more, the woman or the guy? And which guy hurting more? <laughs> <laughs> now woo. Well, now woo. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? Well, let's break it down. So, for the woman to be cheated on, like nobody wants to be cheated on, but a woman expects to be if being cheated on by another woman. What? What not by another? For another woman is kind of the expectation. That's the norm, right? But you know what? I think women might deal with being cheated on by a gay dude better than men would. Because for us, it strokes, it hurts, it breaks our ego. Like if your lady cheated on you with a chick, you're like, Damn, I must does not that be even gay. hurt. Most, no, if, your, if, your lady, like- if your lady left you for a chick, you ain't hurt, nigga. I'd be hurt. A bit I hurt. Would. I don't I think I don't think women I don't think women handle that better either. No, but I think initially because and after like he accepting the fact that he was gay, like oh he was gay anyway. Like it, you can almost write it off like that nigga was never trying to be with me. He probably messed with niggas since day one. Like in her mind, he was living a lie. Like living that lie trying to be uh whatever. And I not initially at, at that moment it might be easier to accept but it's easier to write off right it's kind of like yeah. yeah that you know he, he you know he he ain't like women no way 
how could he like me? I'm the <laughs> but he's he rather go mess with this dude. Guys, that's getting cheated on breaks our heart regardless. We can't deal with it. Our our with a dude. Our ego. It's, our it's, ego, it's, it's our, our ego. ego mm-hmm. gone. Um yeah. our ego's distraught. Because in your mind, you're like, did I make her want chicks? Like you, you <laughs> Am I that bad that you're like, you're like you gonna, you gonna, you gonna tear yourself up? I'll push back just a little bit just because I think it, you know, it for a woman, they're gonna accept the fact that this dude they cannot please him. There's no like either he can continue to lie to himself or continue to try to live a lie, or he could be true to himself, but he had to do it behind closed doors. Men, we're hopeless, helpless, nigga. We're brokenhearted, dog. You know, I don't know. Buff yeah. doesn't agree with my answer at all. But well, what you got, I, I, man? Believe it or not, I actually agree with what Fern said. I I do believe like a woman would be more hurt if if it was another female. Okay. You know, versus a guy, and the reason why is she gonna be like. I don't use the B word no more. She gonna be like, well, what does she got that I ain't got? Like, why, why, why you went and mess with her? Versus like, if if you if if she find out that she, you mess she with know, dude, she know what he got that she, she gonna, don't got. She gonna be like, and hey, all her friends, I told you he was gay when we first met. <laughs> I don't know why you stayed with him that long. No, you know what I'm saying. No, like, what happens? Throw the, what what throw happens the is shots. a trend, like. This is the fourth time she got cheated on by a dude. <laughs> my, Girl, what's wrong with like, you? Just, you just keep getting these. Either you turning them, you turning them, or you know that they, it's something mental that's gonna mess them up. But uh, thank you, Woo. Appreciate it. Well, the, well, well, the question, the question was which one was worse, not which hurts. The which one worse? Most. Yeah. Uh, that, a, so that's why I say I think the the two lies is worse the, than one. The guy, if he cheats with a man, he's lying. But he's, twice. Like, he, but he's lying his whole life. He's, he's not just lying to that. He's, he's, exactly, he's lying twice. So, it's worse. So I'm saying, but like the thing about it, if your whole life is a lie, if this dude is in the closet his whole life, he's forced to live this quote unquote reality of being straight. That's so what he's makes not it lying worse. to the, He's not lying to the. He's lying to everybody. He's lying to his parents. He's lying to everybody in the world trying to so you just if said I cheat cheating on my wife a, that's you, about me you just cheating said on my a wife. man cheating with a woman is pretty much expected when he cheats with a guy he's had because to, it's he's selfish. had to leave with this live with this life that he's finally you know come out with and he's been lying to his wife so he's been lying to his wife twice a whole life it's worse your whole lifestyle is done you, like you can't come back from that he cheats with a woman, she might forgive him. He cheats with a man, everything's blown up. And you yourself but said, why? Why? If, why? But, because but he, like he, could be, he could be bi. He could love her just as much. Let's say. I got, I got a question. So, what if it was. What, so, what if the guy cheated on his lady with a trans? Would that be different? Would it, is it, is it, so, what's uh, worse? A uh, woman, a trans woman, or a guy? Oh God! You throwing, you throwing, you throwing, you throwing. Wow! I don't. It's just, we're not a crook. That's confusing, bro. I don't so, even know. I don't know. I don't but, even know the answer. I'll, that I'll one. tell you. Like my answer totally is. I don't think. I don't see them any different. I, I don't think any one's worse than the that's other one. I just feel like that's, cheating is cheating. No, that's a difference. That's a difference, bro. It's a third leg difference. So, Rosie, I mean, back to Buff. 
you're you're making it about that one when a man cheats on his wife or his girlfriend it's you, about him being selfish and wanting to cheat and you with said somebody it affects else. the whole family yeah right? cheating affects the whole family cheating is bad right. I'm not saying I'm not saying so, if, neither one of them is great what I'm saying is if this person is living their whole life a lie their whole life is a lie he is perceived or or trying to live a life of a straight man and you say like he came out he might even come out like it's not like he just cheated and said i'm 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 f-ing dudes now well, once he, it's just like once he got he caught that dude he he's pretty much come out huh? well he's forced to come no, out i mean he uh, might he uh, might have uh, always been behind the scenes what i'm saying is he's he's been dating guys or whatever his whole or behind the scenes his whole life i'm when you said cheat i'm thinking he just got caught and he's just like i just cheated and just told the world it's he got caught whatever however the same way somebody slid in his dm got caught up in a dm either way however he gets caught with the chick same way dude gets caught with the dude what i'm saying is if he's living his whole life as a lie i I almost look at him more of a victim not being able to be himself he's never been able to be himself okay the whole his whole life the man that cheats with a woman though does he have to deal with all that does he have? Does Do he have any? Does he have to deal with? Oh man! So this is who I am now, and I've been living this lie my whole life, and now I have more. Like, does he have to deal with any of those variables, or is it just? I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't follow on that. That's just like I just. I'm I saw saying, a chick. Okay, I'm saying the guy, the gay guy, has a lot more to deal with. He does. His wife does. The family does. Versus what you admitted is more common if he just cheats with a woman. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but like you said, a woman pretty much expects that. Well, so you're talking about the, the, you're I'm talking about the, a lot more. I'm coming from the person who's being cheated on. I'm saying if I, whoever, the only person I'm talking about is it worse for the only person I can say is worse is the person who's being cheated on. That's that's where I was gauging. I'm not saying everybody else in the world looking at, you know, this person for cheating on their wife or with a guy or a girl. I'm saying as a person, because the only person you really have to make amends with at the end of the day is the person you're dating. Yes, cheating affects everybody. I get that. What I'm saying is, you know, cheating is bad. We had a whole episode on that. <laughs> what I'm saying is the person that has to forgive you is the spouse you know the wife the husband whoever it is uh so from that their perspective if if you've been and once again the blowback back to the gay dude yes everybody everybody knows everybody's mad or whatever but it's but final finally final, final attempt there's a better chance of reconciling that marriage if he cheats with a woman versus if he cheats with a man and i think that's what makes it worse because she knows her marriage is over if but she, it might have always been over. Like she's not, not for her. She's just finding this out. Remember? So I mean, okay. Yeah, we'll just I, I, I can get it. So we're saying cheating is bad. Gay cheating is worse. Well, y'all not. I am cheating. I, 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 I don't. I, I'm still not. I'm. I'm not moving on that one. So which which one hurt the murder worse? Big. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, uh, Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> T hurt him worse, oh, man. T, man. Yeah. 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 He said, I messed up. He said, I messed up. 
<laughs> Good old P Valley. Damn, man, let's close the thing. Um, you want to go first, Rosie? Or let the guests go? Uh, yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, Woo, thank you, man. I appreciate you. It's it's late, but you still kind of rock with us. I know you just pulled in. Uh, Woo walked in the house and came straight up here and started recording, man. So. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, tell the listeners, man, wh- where they can listen to uh, Wooisms on Inspire You. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first and foremost, man, appreciate y'all brothers, you know, for everything, man. Um, I look at y'all like the OGs of the podcasting game, right? Like I said earlier, it's because of y'all that it, it's even the Wooisms, mm. you know? So I appreciate y'all for everything that y'all do, um, especially for us. And you know, everybody else, man, y'all can catch Wooisms each and every Friday and Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight on the free Inspire You On Air app. And if y'all miss those dates, man, then we we release our on the same day as these brothers here on Mondays. So go ahead, get your three brothers no sense dose, and then go go over there to Wooisms. You know, um, our, our topics don't be as serious as theirs. But you know, we be having some dope time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Super fun, man. <laughs> Love to hear y'all. Appreciate it. I just wanted I just wanna tell the listeners I appreciate the feedback we got for last week's episode where we talked a lot about mental health. Um, you know, just saw some of the comments on our Facebook and Instagram feeds and uh people inboxing me or texting me or whatever. Uh apparently people appreciate us talking about it and how we discussed it. So that means a lot to us. I just want to let the listeners know that really means a lot to us. So uh, what you can do for us is just spread the word about the podcast. Tell people about Wooisms. Tell people about Three Brothers No Sense, any podcast platform. Tell them about Inspire You On Air. Uh, the more listeners, the better. It's why we do it. So thank y'all. Hey, can I say something real quick about mental health? Like I, I feel like a lot of people, like, are starting to open up and love and appreciate when black men talk about our feelings and what we go through. Um, because, you know, one episode we did a while back on Wooisms and, you know, I just poured into like what I was going through and all my bouts and stuff, man. And I had, like you said, buff a ton of my friends, you know, especially like homeboys hit me up like, damn, well, I didn't know you went through that. You know, um, I, I, I go through the same things. So for for black men to start to open up and talk about what we're going through, man, like it, it speaks volumes. So appreciate y'all brothers for, you know, what y'all did and talked about about mental health, man. Appreciate it. Well, I'll go ahead and close on out. Byron, you stole the thunder. I was going to really say I've had several people reach out talking about that episode which is always good when you have somebody just say, hey, people don't you don't even think listen to your show or coming like, bro, that was a deep one. That was a good one. People, family members text me. Um, so I really appreciate it. And if we have any mental health professionals that will love to come on or like to come on the show, we would love to have you, especially if you deal with um, black adults, even better if you focus on black men. And um, you can put your professional hat on and kind of let it fly, too, because we know the way the world's supposed to be versus the way it is is some of the conversations we try to have on here. So appreciate it. I'm so excited. Uh, 
by the time this drops we'll be the less than a week away from my bowel duel i'll be in front of these guys uh next weekend all weekend long celebrating 10 years uh marriage with my beautiful wife so uh keep us in your prayers we'll be traveling after that but we'll get you another show in before that so three brothers no sense remember the six rules of podcast listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly listen again